today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I don't know if we'll take this job. And show. Actually, according to a latest Angus Reid survey, an awful lot of people might just have that opinion uh, when they're finally told, okay, it's time to go back to the workplace, to the office, or whatever the case might be. they got to like the idea that they're working remotely. They hey, listen, this is cool. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this. And uh, It's amazing the, the different mindset that we've had between some employers and some employees when it comes to working conditions and uh, whether or not we're all going back to where we went pre-pandemic. Uh, joining us to talk about this is Doran Melnick. Doran is a partner and national leader of people and change practice with KPMG. Uh, Doran, uh, great to have you on the program. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at some of the numbers here from the Sangus Reed survey that talk about uh, where our heads are at, really, when it comes to going back to the workplace and working from home. Uh, and the sense I'm getting from from the numbers I've seen here, Doran, is an awful lot of us are getting pretty used to this and thinking, hey, this is this is much better than what we had before. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bill. Absolutely. Actually, the, the research uh, confirms it builds on some of the research we ourselves did. We we interviewed 2,000 Canadians back in the spring, and we found almost mm-hmm. 80%, almost four in five, said they wanted uh, the flexibility of going into the workplace and working from home. So, they, you know, they see the value of, of continuing to work from home, uh, but mixed in with being in the office together with their team. You know, and I think you and I talked about this in the past. I mean, two years, two and a half years ago or whatever, if we'd had a discussion and say, you know, I think a lot of people would probably be better off working remotely, uh, I'd say 99% of the employees would have said, you're nuts. It's just not going to happen. Productivity would go down. Uh, people wouldn't be happy with that. There'd be a disconnect. Uh, what has this last year and a half proven to us? That First of all, it's, that a lot of those things, I guess, are, are not as, as bad as we thought they were going to be because productivity uh, in many of these instances has done better. Has it, has it caused us to rethink this whole process? Well, I think we've learned a lot. I think it, it's true that many, many people are productive or even more productive working from home. Not everybody. I mean, some, some are actually less productive. But by and large, uh, you know, people prove, proved to their managers that they can absolutely do the job from home. Um, if we dig into reasons why, what we learn is that people were taking the time that they saved by not commuting and simply working longer hours. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the company gets more team grades from that. You know, that's great for the company. But there's also a downside to that, which is that we also heard a lot about burnout and mental health issues. And so I think what we learned is that, sure, remote work can be great as part of a balanced diet, uh, but it has to be, it has to be clear, uh, you know, what, what the boundaries are, what are the right working hours, uh, you know, is, is there a maximum per day, is there a right mix of remote work and in-office work. So we do have a lot to learn and, 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 and try and, and see what works. And, and those those boundaries you talked about, I think, is so very important because uh, I think when we talked about this back in in the springtime, the concern here was that uh, if you're working from home, you're always at work, uh, even you know if if your quote unquote day job is finished or whatever your quitting time was, uh, you still feel okay. I, I better respond to this email. I better get gets going. I better look at this. Oh, I got a tweet here from uh, somebody. May, I've got to answer this. So you're you're really on the clock twenty four seven then, uh, where if physically you walk out of that job that with that office or wherever it is you say okay i'm finished work for the day you can make that separation it's not so easy when you're in the same environment all the time it's true it's true when you miss that physical cue of everybody getting up to leave uh, you know and, and you're just kind of you, you roll into dinner and you're still working and it, it's very easy to to fall into that pattern for sure 
So what are the decisions that are going to have to be made here? And, and I, I think, you know, the, the employers we've talked to and the companies we've talked to that are starting this process, and, and they've actually probably hit the pause button right now because of some of the numbers that we're seeing with Delta variants and stuff. I think a lot of people say, oh, let's just see where this is going. But there is not going to be a mass uh, return to work in, in these environments. I, I would think that the, the strategy a lot of companies are at least talking about now is to say, okay, let's stagger this. Let's let's do this incrementally and just see how people are going to react. Because it's, it's, it's the trauma of working from home and the trauma of the pandemic is one thing. But I, I would imagine you talked about stress levels in a situation like that, Dorn. Going back to work after a year and a half, or in some cases almost two years for some people, is in itself very stressful. Yeah, it, it is absolutely. I think, um, you know, for, for, for most of us, we've now gotten used to working remotely. And so coming back into the office, even part time is a change. And some people are kind of glass half empty, some are, some are glass half full. And the ones who are looking at it as glass half full are saying, great, you know, I'm going to be able to reconnect with my teammates and meet new people that we hired during the pandemic. And others who are more glass half full are saying, oh, this is this is a change. It's a loss. It's a loss of flexibility for me. And now I have to spend time commuting, so there's a downside. So, you know, I think the companies should be encouraging uh, their, their, their employees to remember the reasons why it's worth coming into the office. And it's really about building relationships. It's not necessarily about being more productive, but it is about, like I said, you know, meeting new team members, building stronger connections with your colleagues. What are you guys hearing, though, Dorn, as you talk to, to some of the folks that you work with at KPMG and, and some of the clients for KPMG? Are, are they comfortable with the, the remote learning and the remote businesses? I mean, you know, I, I've talked to a number of people in business uh, that said, look, if the sooner I can get off Zoom and actually have face-to-face meetings with my clients, the better off I think we're all going to be. Others feel pretty comfortable with it right now. Is there, is there a mixed read there? Yeah, absolutely. It varies by industry and it varies by department. Uh, if you just look at certain departments, you know, anyone who works in sales and usually marketing uh, tends to want to be out there interacting with, with, with customers and prospective customers. Uh, they want to meet with each other. That, that tends to be the culture in those kinds of departments. Um, and so they're, they're itching to get back in. And, and then you've got other departments, for example, maybe IT, where a lot of the people are, are very comfortable doing their work uh, at home, they find they're very productive, they get less distracted, they can focus very deeply on the detail-oriented work that they do. And and so uh, different strokes for different folks. And, and, and so I think that the challenge that companies are going to face is how do they set up a model that's going to work for different people but also work for the company? And the challenge they're going to find is that if they opt for giving employees a lot of flexibility, if you let people say choose which days they're in the office, um, it might be very difficult to manage and coordinate for teams to be working together on projects or assignments or for different departments to work together. Um, and, and, and so, you know, th- th- there's another way to approach it, which is to create more, uh, more of a schedule, is to say, okay, everybody in a certain department should come in on Mondays and Thursdays and, and just making it really clear what the expectation is. So, so th- there are different ways to manage it to, to make it easy to get the benefits of collaboration in person. Um, so it's just, it's just a bit of a trade-off, really. And thrown into the mix are a couple of other variables, too. I, I'm sure you've heard. We've talked about this a couple of times on the program. There's some discussion in some circles about a four-day work week, uh, which would, I guess, further complicate things. And I don't know whether that's going to happen, but I know it's been tried in other jurisdictions, and they're kind of throwing this. And, and I guess the message out of this whole thing is uh, if we're going to change something, this is the ideal time to do it because we're in a transitional period now anyway. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's just, uh, 
you're right. You mentioned earlier that there is a big question mark about when will the reopening start and how many people will be allowed back at the outset. And it all kind of depends on COVID case counts. It also depends on schools being reopened. So I think there's only so much change that organizations and people can tolerate before it just becomes too difficult to manage. So, you know, I appreciate the thinking around the four-day work week. That could be a great opportunity for some businesses and, and their staff. That might make a lot of sense. Um, but I think it's really, it's going to be incremental. I think companies are going to try gradually. They'll have people back part-time. They'll see how it goes. They'll monitor, they'll adjust. And, uh, I think that's really what the next 12 months will hold. It's really companies trying different, different approaches, different ways of doing this, learning and then, and then adjusting. I'm, and I'm then wondering, we may end up in that world. We may end yeah. up with that, uh, 40 work weekends in some places. Who, and, and you're right. It's not. It's not everybody's cup of tea, and it's not going to work in every environment. But it's something that people are discussing. What surprised me about the Angus Reid survey, and I wondered if your own research has has, has mirrored this as well. Uh, the number of people that would be, quite frankly, just unhappy that they were being told that they had to go back to their workplace, whether it's office or whatever the case might be. Twenty five percent of them said, "Yeah, we'd probably go back, but we're going to start looking for another job." Uh, and, and another almost twenty percent said uh, they wouldn't go back. They just likely quit the job altogether. And and look for another job right away. Uh, I don't know how successful they'd be in the endeavor, but the fact that almost half of the people that were polled said uh, we're not comfortable going back, we're looking for an alternative right now, is uh, that surprised me? Well, I think that maybe maybe the question was a little bit loaded when <laughs> when I asked the question. It was if you had to go back to the office full time, which is really like that. That's I don't want to call that extreme because some companies are certainly going to do that, but it's, it's, it's the biggest possible change from people working from home mm-hmm. all the time, which is what they're doing now. So, you know, I think that, and this is, this is a reason that many organizations are looking at what they call the hybrid model, which is that mix of on, you know, in office and remote, which is trying to get the best of both worlds. And in, in that situation, I think far fewer employees would be motivated to change and 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 leave to go find another job in that circumstance though there'd have to be a discussion between the employee and the employer about about how you stagger those hours wouldn't it as you mentioned you can't have everybody taking friday off uh, or whatever the case might be or working remotely on on any particular day uh, there's got to be some balance there for customer service and a number of other initiatives so uh in as much as you want to have that dialogue there's also going to have to be some flexibility on both sides i guess Absolutely. It has to work for the company and the customers, and it also has to work for employees. And so we got to find that middle ground. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting what we're seeing in, in the market. And when we talk to clients and other companies, some companies are leaning towards uh, a trust-based approach. They're saying, okay, we, we trust our employees to make the right decisions for the business and for themselves. And so they'll just discuss with their manager and come up with a schedule. And other companies are saying, that that's going to be quite difficult to manage and they want to make it very easy to re-enter the uh, the office and so they're declaring that certain days people do have to be back in the office and so that way they they, they they're saying if it's you know we certainly we trust employees but we also want to make it easy and predictable for when everybody will be in so that we can plan our week uh, you know more, more easily 
the demographics are interesting on this too. Uh, young people ages 18 to 34, especially males, uh, say that they are likely to reconsider employment if they were told that they had to go back to work. I, I don't know if they feel emboldened to feel that, you know, I'm still young and I, I've still got a chance to carve out a different path uh, in some other endeavor, I guess, if this place doesn't work out for me. Uh, I would imagine that uh, a lot of folks just want to kind of hang on to what they got, but uh, it seems to me as if there's an awful lot of people, especially in that younger demographic, that got a taste of, uh, of remote working and say, yeah, this is the future for me at least. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm not so sure, as you mentioned, that every, every business is going to be able to accommodate that. I think that's right. I, I think it really it depends on the role. It depends on what department you're in and how much you need to interact uh, with other people. If, if, that, if it's in-person interaction, if that's the best way, then that's, that's what the business needs. And, it, you know, that, that's your job. So, so uh, you know, I appreciate that uh, people of all ages, not just young people, everybody sees the benefits of working from home some of the time. Um, but you're also part of a team. You may be servicing customers, whether those customers are out, you know, outside of the company or inside the company. Um, so, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll just have to pick the work location or uh, work, in, work in the place that suits the work. Here's the number that jump out at me. Half of Canadian households that were surveyed here had somebody working from home uh, over the past uh, year or so. That's about 53% uh, that they talked to there, which I guess tells you just how extensive this program has been and how dramatic it's going to be to try to, to shift in whatever way they're going to do. I, the numbers alone, I, I would think, don't indicate that, look, at there's, there's going to have to be a discussion ongoing at the management level about how we're going to do this. And uh, I would imagine these are discussions that are ongoing right now with those management types because they were anticipating that uh, they're going to have to think of something here they can't simply say hey we're all going back now uh, I don't I don't know if the, the, this is a, an opportunity for for dialogue between the workers and, and management in situations like this but it's a uh, it's it's going to be a different model and it's going to be as you say probably a hybrid of some description for at least a little while but uh, you know we keep saying we want to go back to normal I don't know that we know what normal is anymore do we nope I don't think we do and you're absolutely right that now is the time. Uh, managers are looking at this. They're thinking, okay, well, you know, we know the Delta variant is out there and that, that might affect our plans. But, you know, if, if case counts remain low, then ideally we'd start to see people back in September after the schools have reopened. So, you know, like I mean, if we're assuming the schools are open and, and case counts are low, then that's what would be happening. People have to know in advance. And so now is the time to let employees know what that plan is. And of course, companies can say it will depend on case counts. It will depend on school reopenings. Um, and, and, and some companies are also, they, they're buying themselves some time by saying from September to say November or December, it's going to be voluntary if you want to come in. But then come November, December, provided case counts are low and public health guidance is good, we will expect you to be in more often. And, and, and they can communicate what those expectations are. And then over time, they can communicate more about how it's going to work. So do you need a manager approval to work from home? Which days are you, you know, can you work from home and so on? So over time, companies can roll out those guidelines as, as they figure it out. And we can get into some of the more contentious issues here about vaccination or not vaccination. I guess those are discussions that each individual company is going to have to have with their their teams uh, as to where they are in that. And and I guess just based on what we're hearing from the medical experts uh, when this process starts, Doran, and I guess it has in some circles already, uh, you know, there's, there's going to have to be some semblance of a, of, a, of a pandemic protocol. I mean, do we maintain social distancing? Uh, some companies may insist on masks for the, the short term. There's a, a lot of stuff that needs to be settled here. 
Absolutely, yeah. The health and safety questions are still very, uh, very key to all of this. Looking forward to that and looking forward to what is happening here. And I, I know that you guys are in constant contact with your clients about what's going to be happening going forward. Uh, it's, a, it's a brave new world that we'll be facing, <laughs> to coin a phrase. And uh, just how yeah. this is going to roll out is going to be fascinating to watch. And more importantly, I guess, how it's effective it's going to be and how people are going to accept it. Uh, Doran, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you back on the program today. Thanks so much for being with us and uh, stay well. Thank you. It was a pleasure, Bill. Take care. Doran Melnick, who's a partner and national leader of people and change practice with uh, KPMG. And uh, hopefully you've had that discussion, or at least the beginnings of that discussion, uh, with your place of work about how this is going to roll out and when it's going to start to roll out and just what it's going to look like. But uh, it's going to be fascinating to see about the next uh, five or six months, especially as uh, we try to, to go back, at least in some semblance, to the way things were. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.